Hey everybody, Dr. Josh Axe here, and on today's podcast, we have Dr. Gunam with us, and I'm really excited to talk to him today. We're going to talk about total gut balance and really how to heal conditions like leaky gut. We'll talk a little about uh, overcoming autoimmune disease and really get into really the uniqueness of what's called our gut microbiome. And here's an amazing thing about Dr. Gunam. Uh, he has published over 450 peer-reviewed medical papers and has been cited over 21,000 times in the medical li literature. So if you're really excited about uh, hearing some evidence-based natural medicine, we're going to be talking to the doc today, who's one of the greatest gut health experts in the world. Doc, welcome to the show. Well, I really appreciate it and thank you very much for having me. Awesome. Well, hey, I know you and I both share a common passion for helping people heal their guts. And we both know that over 2,000 years ago, Hippocrates said, all disease begets in the gut. So if people want to heal, they've got to take care of their gut. So let's go ahead and start off and dive in. One of the topics you cover in your book, Total Gut Balance, is really funguses and how that relates to the human gut. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about uh, the role that fungus plays, and also, what is the microbiome, Okay, great. And, and why is it so important to our health? That's really very, very uh, important point uh, to start with. So as you know, a lot of people have heard about the microbiome, and really, basically, they used to talk about the bacteria, bacterial community that live in our body and on our body. But my studies have shown that in addition to the bacterial community, we have a fungal community like fungus or fungi, as you may call it, which again live on our, in our, on our skin and in our gut all over the place. And what's interesting is that this fungal community interact with the bacteria and towards giving us better benefits as well as causing health issues. So that's why it's very important to look at both the bacterial as well as the fungal community. Now, now Doc, just back me up on this, because one of the things when people use the word microbe or talk about the microbiome, people do tend to think it's bacteria and that's it. But there's funguses, there's also yeast, yes. there's yes. viruses, there's parasites. Exactly. Most of these things you know, are normal within our gut, you know, or some of them, like it could be normal to have yeast, right? Certain types of yeast, normal oh, to have sure. fungus. And so talk to me a little bit about the gut microbiome. Talk about diversity and also what does the gut microbiome do exactly? That's really very, very good point you uh, bring up, which is I used to go to the meetings to listen about the microbiome and everybody talking about the bacteria. But as you said, in our body, we have not only bacteria, not only fungus, but we have viruses as well, bacteriophages, parasites, all of these sort of play in the sandbox. Like if you look in our gut, they really come and live there and they interact together. So in a way, when we want to understand our gut health, we really need to look at more than just the bacteria. Now, you mentioned that, you know, so what do they do there? You know, in a way, when we are healthy, these organisms, different communities, they really balance each other. Like, for example, we have good bacteria, which keeps the bad, 
fungus such as candida down. And the problem starts if we, for example, take an antibiotic, what happens, you are killing the good and bad bacteria. And this is giving the chance of the pathogen, such as candida, which cause disease, to increase. So having a little fungus there, candida, even candida, when it is colonizer at low number is no problem. The problem starts when it is increased. Another point which you bring, which is there are some good fungus as well. In, for example, the yeast Saccharomyces cerevisiae. Saccharomyces is a yeast, and a lot of people know it's what we use for baking bread, for making beer. This is a good organism. We did a study in Crohn's disease patients, and what we showed that in healthy people, we have higher level of Saccharomyces. Whereas when you start to have in Crohn's or imbalance in our gut, we have more candida. So it's very important to remember not everything is bad, not everything is good, and even really what level they are at could determine how they will help us or hurt us. Well, Doc, this is such a great point because even something like E. coli, which people think, oh, it's all bad, it's about balance. That's the whole key here is what you're saying is it's normal and it's healthy to have some degree of certain types of yeast, even parasites and things within our body. It's when they get out of balance and start overtaking certain necessary species that we start to really run into a lot of the problems that people have today. You know, I'd love to hear your thoughts behind this as well. You know, today's medical system, what tends to happen if somebody comes down with a fungal infection or candida, their antidote or what they believe their, you know, the cure is, is giving a prescription antibiotic drug. Now, if you go back to uh, Ayurvedic medicine or ch ancient Chinese medicine or Middle Eastern medicine, they would say that the reason why there's an imbalance is, is because the environment is not right. So we got to change the environment. So if maybe there's too much dampness in your gut. So let's take some herbs to help dry up the dampness or, you know, th that, that's the take of this ancient natural forms of medicine. But today it's, let's drop an atomic antibiotic bomb in there and see what happens. I, I would love to hear your take on what is the best approach to caring for our gut microbiome? I tell you, the best approach is the diet. Yeah. Remember, we have in the gut, as we mentioned, different organisms. Some of them are good, some of them bad. So it depends what you feed them. It's like in the garden. If you feed the roses good food, nutritious, you'll have a lovely garden. Otherwise, sometimes you go and feed the weeds and then they are going to take over. This is similar situation in the gut. So the way you are absolutely right, we don't have to have a medication or a drug for every sort of ailment we have. For the gut to keep it balanced, giving it the right diet, like for example, the best example is like candida. Candida, as we mentioned, it is present in about 50% of the people. We have it and we are healthy, but at low level. So what we go and do, we eat these refined sugars. The more you take of these refined sugars, guess what? Candida loves that, okay? And because of this, it starts to overgrow and, of course, cause trouble to our digestive tract, okay? The other thing, for example, if you are not eating the right food that have, for example, or vegetables that have vitamin A, vitamin B, as well as vitamin C, 
then what happens also you tend to have issues with candida so to me we are able to balance it by having the right diet it, it, it's a really good point. And so again, like, and here's the thing, you know, there are different things, I think for everybody to understand this, there are different things that different microbes like to feed off of. Candida loves sugar. Other, micro, yeah. uh, other microbes in your gut though uh, that you want to build up might like certain types of soluble fiber uh, yeah. that you can get from flax and chia and certain types of vegetables and oats and other, and other foods. And so again, I think as you're saying, it is so much about what we're feeding our garden. And you know what? The garden analogy is the perfect analogy because again, think about it. Are you, you know, are you feeding are you feeding the weeds or are you feeding the roses? Exactly. And most of us are feeding the weeds. I'll say this as well. This is such a big deal what you're talking about, Doc, because candida is really at the root of a lot of health problems. It's at the root of malabsorption of nutrients. Oh yeah. You know, it's at the it's at the root of a lot of people having issues with things like leaky gut sy syndrome, um, even things like acid reflux, all kinds of digestive issues. What are some of the other conditions that might surprise people that if we get this, these gut microbes out of balance, what are some of the major medical conditions it's been linked to? Like for example, antibiotic-associated diarrhea. So mm. you take an antibiotic and by killing the uh, good uh, bacteria, you have an overgrowth of candida and then candida it starts to stimulate secretion of fluids and this sort of thing, and that's why you have a bit or you have diarrhea. Okay. Also, inflammation. There are studies to show that if you have overgrowth of candida, you will have inflammatory response. Like we did a study, really, you like this. What we did, we grew candida and we had some immune cells, which, as you know, they are supposed to come engulf or and really kill these bad organisms including candida what we found is that if candida can form what we call a biofilm mm -hmm. then these organisms are protected our immune cell we showed that our immune cell come to these biofilms and they are as a bystander instead of killing these organisms they are just watching what's going on mm -hmm. you see what i mean wow so so that's one thing. The other things which, of course, uh, can be caused by increase in candida and have been associated ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, all of these sort of things can really affect the, uh, uh, our health because of candida overgrowth. Yeah. It's, it's so, and, and again, for everybody, this is really important that again, if you're, if you're a person out there and you're struggling with digestive issues, you're struggling with autoimmune disease, you're struggling with parasites, or you just have a health problem, you really have to take care of your gut. And again, the doc talked about here, sugar is culprit one. And then we really need to add certain types of foods back in our diet. Doc, what do you think are some of the most important foods all of us should be getting on a daily basis to help support our, the health of our gut microbiome? You know, in general, if you think about it, our bodies is made of carbohydrates, it's made of proteins, it's made of fats. You know, these are the big molecules we have. So we really need to select the right type of these components so that we can support our gut. I'll give you one example which you alluded to is fiber, for example. Fiber is critical. Why? Because fiber feeds the beneficial bacteria. And if you feed this beneficial bacteria, not only they can keep the pathogens such as candida under control, 
they also produce what you call metabolites or small molecules, you know, a little compound, small compounds such as short chain fatty acids, which really helps our immune system. So having fiber is very, it's critical. For example, including resistant starch, resistant starch, which you can find unripened bananas in barley. This is also good food for these organisms where our body does not break them down in our intestine, but when they reach the, our colon, they love it. These good, good organisms, they love it, and then they start to produce these molecules and protect us. In addition, I think we need good proteins. And I really recommend that we have proteins from plants. You know, plant, these, there are studies which were conducted. If you have proteins from plants, they don't seem to cause any dysbiosis or imbalance. Okay, I recommend, like, why don't we have good proteins in addition uh, to plants from fish, for example. Mm. I love salmon, for it. and yeah. you know, it's just so, so great. You can have also a chicken, for example, poultry is re a really good source as well, you know. So these are some of the stuff which we should increase uh, uh, our intake, which will help our balance in the gut of different communities of microorganisms. So again, just heading on this, as you talked about some of these resistant starches, and I think, you know, there's lots of good options. Plantains are fantastic actually as one. Um, but again, we, artichokes, you know, are really good. Dandelion greens, as we've talked about. Uh, but really eating lots of herbs, spices, vegetables, berries, sprouted seeds like chia flax and hemp, and then, uh, you know, so especially getting a lot of good, uh, you know, good organic plant sources of protein. And then some things like wild caught salmon and free range, uh, you know, chicken. That, that seems to be oh, a yes. pretty, pretty good diet for the microbiome. Oh, no doubt about it. I think what you mentioned is a great list of stuff. The other things, pumpkins is very good. Yes. Because that's a fibers, you know what I, what I mean. Well, I was going to say, so this is, this is one of the things I used to do when I took care of patients who had inflammatory bowel disease. I would have them do a pumpkin smoothie for breakfast. So yes. they would just get a can of pumpkin because pumpkin in Chinese medicine is actually known to help dry up mucus in the stomach and be very nourishing for the stomach and it's high in fiber. So you do some pumpkin, a little bit of coconut milk, so maybe a pumpkin oh. pie spice with cinnamon and ginger in there. I mean, it is such a, and a little bit of collagen. And that's what I would have them do for helping heal uh, leaky gut and inflammatory bowel disease. But I'm so glad you mentioned, because people typically don't think of pumpkin as that, but it's an amazing superfood. <laughs> I really like it because as we said, in addition to the fibers, it has some good new minerals. It has vitamins. It's really all, all around very nice, wholesome food, which also when you know how to prepare it, it's lovely as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. A pumpkin soup is amazing. Yes. Pumpkin ginger soup, pumpkin carrot oh, ginger. Yeah. One, of the, one of the best things you can do there. Hey guys, it's Dr. Axe here to talk with you about your nutrition. Did you know today's food contains only a fraction of the nutritional value it once had? That's why Ancient Nutrition, the supplement brand I started with Jordan Rubin, offers nutritional products designed to make history's healthiest whole food nutrients convenient for everyday life. It's ancient nutrition for the modern world. Check us out at ancientnutrition.com to learn more.
Let's talk a little bit about the role the gut microbiome plays in our metabolism and with weight loss and weight gain. Because most of the time when people think of digestive issues or your gut, they don't think of, hey, this can affect my weight. Tell oh. me, have you done any clinical research or is there any evidence that in fact, the health of your gut, gut microbiome can affect how much you know, weight loss and weight gain? Oh, no doubt about it. A lot of studies have been published in bacteria that when you have a change in the bacteroides, for example, compared to firmicutes, that really affect obesity. You know, that, like uh, firmicutes, which is the phylum, bacterial phylum, when it is high, usually it's in obese people. When a woman is pregnant, it's good to have firmicutes because we need all this energy for the baby, but not otherwise. Now, the interesting thing, there was a study published from Spain where they looked at obese people compared to lean people, and they found that there is also a difference in the profile of the fungal community. Like for Ascomycota, for example, is very high in the, uh, what you call, people overweight or obese people, whereas you look at the zygomycota is much better when you are lean. And you know, in that study, it's so interesting, they looked at people who were obese, they have a lot of ascomycota, when they lost weight, they start to have an increase in a genus called the mucor, mucor, which is a fungal genus. So definitely there is a relation between what microbes in our gut, both bacteria and fungi, and obesity. And one way to try to control it, as you know, is let's feed the good guides that are not going to increase our weight versus the ones that definitely can transfer all this into fat. You know, it really is a huge deal. You look at the role that our gut plays with uh, our, you know, our um, uh, serotonin levels. Oh, yes. Our hormones. I mean, people wouldn't think that, you know, a good mood hormones, things that can actually fight depression and lift your mood, increase your confidence and self-esteem can actually be located in your gut. That's how, that's, that's how big a deal. If you're listening right now, that's why the research the doc here is doing is so critical because your gut health is related to your brain health. Oh, your no. gut health is related to your skin health. Yes. I mean, all you these different areas. You are absolutely right. You are really absolutely. And especially now, we have the gut-brain access. You know, mm -hmm. before we used to think our brain telling us everything to do. Now we are learning that there is bidirectional. There is two-way communication. If our gut is imbalanced, as you mentioned, you will have an increase of serotonin, which is going to uh, cause anxiety as well as depression. And the the way, the same thing, if we have imbalance in our brain, we will have imbalance in the microbiome in our gut. So this is very, very important. Now, you mentioned very interesting uh, issue with the skin. We published a paper recently where we called it gut, skin, brain access. And we showed that there is this communication also with the skin. That, uh, there was a study done where people took probiotic bifidobacterium and uh, Previ, and guess what? They had acne, they took the uh, probiotic, the acne cleared. So clearly, our gut also affects our skin. Well, it's amazing. You know, one of the things is we've, 
mentioned this earlier a little bit, when you look at something like ancient Chinese medicine, it's really known that the cause of acne is called damp heat. So there's something going on in the gut, this damp heat. And we know that really this combination of things like probiotics and herbs together, cooling herbs that reduce inflammation and probiotics can help get rid of acne in an amazing way. You know how many kids today are taking drugs like Accutane that have been linked oh, to yeah. suicidal thoughts, I mean, all of these crazy side effects, and they don't know there's a natural way. They don't know if they start taking care of their gut, how they get off the sugary cereal and the dairy products for breakfast, they start doing a collagen smoothie with berries and omega-3s, bam, all of a sudden I, they're, you know, getting some of those probiotics, how it can change their health forever. And I, I know you with collagen is really very, very, very important thing, which I'm really glad you brought into, uh, into awareness, people becoming aware, look, this is an important thing that you need to take. So absolutely right. Well, you look at our ancient ancestors, they consume bone broth. They consume things like miso soup, which is high in probiotics. They consume these things that we're not getting. Speaking of miso, I want to ask you about this. There is a species or there's a type of probiotic. We tend to refer to them as SBOs, that's soil-based organisms. Are you familiar with any studies on the benefits of things like bacillus species, bacillus subtilis, bacillus coagulans? Are you familiar? Have you done any research on those? I am familiar with these. I know that there are probiotics, which are bacillus uh, coagulants, for example, which are uh, uh, like spore formers. And That's right. It, it, uh, clearly, they had issue. What I did with respect to uh, uh, probiotic, I, when I studied the Crohn's disease and I find that bacteria and fungi, they work together to form what we call biofilm or digestive plaque. We can talk about that later if you like. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to find organisms that are able to break this digestive plaque. Mm. And because of this, I, I added, in addition to the lactobacillus and bifidobacterium, I add Saccharomyces boulardii, which remember, Saccharomyces cerevisiae is very good, and boulardii is one of the subspecies sort of. Uh, so for us, when we tested this, we were able to show, we really shifted the microbiome towards healthier uh, members versus pre-taking this probiotic, uh, you know, was more pro, uh, protobacteria, which is known to be anti-inflammatory, for example. So, so one of the things you're essentially saying here is this probiotic combination of the bifido uh, plus the Sarcomyces boulardii, yeah. you know, it, it really helped with breaking up that biofilm? Yes, biofilm. You know, if you think about what is a biofilm, we all, in the morning, we all brush our teeth because we have plaque. Plaque is a biofilm. Mm. And they, I did many studies before, especially when we were studying the HIV and patients with AIDS, because remember, they uh, tend to develop oral candidiasis. So of course, they form biofilm in the mouth. So what we found, the same thing happens in the gut. Candida comes with E. coli, which you mentioned before, and uh, Siracia marcissans. It's another bacteria. They come together and they form this plaque in our gut. And this, what it, what it does, something which you mentioned earlier, it really blocks the absorption of nutrient. Okay? And not only this, they'll start working together to change their forms, their shape changes so that they can damage our gut lining. 
Okay, so that's why, and of course, lead to a leaky gut. So that's why it's very important to try to eliminate this biofilm or digestive plaque. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, you know, the amount of people today. And again, if you're listening to this podcast or watching this on YouTube, simply look in the mirror, stick out your tongue, and do you have a film on your tongue? That's one of the biggest warning signs that you have candida. Yes. Um, now there are other ways, but that's probably the biggest way. I mean, it's a, this is an ancient, you know, in ancient Chinese medicine, they just look at your tongue. They would look at, is the coating on the back? Is it on the whole thing? What's going on in the, are there ridges on the sides of your tongue? And, and be able to tell a lot from that, but you can really tell right now, if you've got candida, go look in your tongue. And then also, do you have much phlegm and mucus in your throat, in your nose? Is there any stuffiness there? And that's really dampness as the doc's talking about, or it's, it's a film. There's a film there, and plaque is a very hard, thick film that tends to mean that it's been there for a longer period of time. But we've got to get that biofilm out of your body. And really, the ways that you do that, again, number one, the doc talked about here, taking a good probiotic supplement. That's yes. important. Taking probiotic-rich foods, sauerkraut, you know, homemade goat's milk yogurt or coconut yogurt, those sorts of things. And again, we've mentioned taking these probiotic supplements, I think, are really important. Uh, and then, go ahead, Doc. I can tell you also, this is very important, but also we can help the people who have these issues with diet. Like, for example, apple cider vinegar is great mm. for getting rid, rid of these uh, biofilms. Uh, garlic, you know, it's fantastic, you know. Uh, oregano. Uh, coconut, you mentioned oregano. Coconut uh, oil is really good. So if you put it all these together, Eating the right type of food is going to help you. But if you need a little bit more help, you can take a probiotic as well. So it's, it's, uh, it's manageable, definitely. That's really good. So here's the sort of the combination, Doc, that I've heard from you and that I've done with patients in the past. Number one, get the sugar and the refined grains out. You know, a lot of the wheat products, the white flour products, the sugar, you have to get completely rid, uh, rid of those and then start eating a food that's really high in plants, really high in, in vegetables, berries, different types of squash like pumpkin, butternut squash, those sorts of things. Um, and then some wild organic meat like wild salmon. If you're eating that sort of diet, and then here's the other thing, consuming herbs that are bitter that get rid of biofilm, paldarco, oil of oregano, cinnamon and clove yes. actually are beneficial. Garlic, as the doc just mentioned, those things, and then taking a probiotic supplement, if you can do those things, you're going to see a radical transformation in your gut health, and then it's going to help your brain. It's exactly. going to help your skin. It's going to help your entire body. And so this is really uh, just so important here to remember. Doc, before we go, what are your biggest piece of, pieces of advice for people? Anything else you want to hit on that, you, that we didn't get to talk about yet in terms of the gut microbiome? I think the most important thing is, as you say, to summarize it, is try to limit the growth of bad pathogens such as uh, candida. Try to encourage the growth of the beneficial organism by using, as we mentioned before, fibers and resistant starch. And try to eat food that's gonna get rid of this digestive plaque. And finally, take some cruciferous fruit, uh, vegetables so that we have the anti-inflammation uh, uh, revved up and control. So all of this, when you put it together, you can have a really good health. One last point, which we, uh, I like to say, in addition to the diet, we need to look at a little bit better lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, 
a lot of the time, as you know, we are stressed out because of, you know, everybody is so busy and this sort of thing. And we found that stress also affects your gut. So with that in mind, it's very important. Try to do some med meditation. Try to do some yoga. You know, I, I never did yoga before. Now I do it and it's really very relaxing. So diet, good lifestyle, it's gonna hopefully make your gut balance great and make you feel really well. I love it, Doc. Well, this is great advice. I wanna encourage everybody, check out Dr. Gunham's new book. It's called Total Gut Balance. It's called About Total Gut Balance. You can find it on Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, uh, bookstores nationwide. And, uh, and again, Doc, I want to say thanks so much here. I know it is so important. Again, this is something near and dear to my heart because I know gut health is such a big deal. So, hey, thanks so much for being part of the show today and God bless. I really uh, appreciate it very much. And it's great to be on your show. And thank you very much. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Doc. Have a good day. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another show. Hey, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Is there a specific question or health topic you want me to cover? Hey, I would love to hear from you. Do this for me. Record a voice memo with your question and head over to dracom forward slash podcast to upload the recording and I'll select several to answer live on the show. And if you're loving this podcast, head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Thanks so much for being on mission with me. See you next week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.